Hi there, I'm Nicolette Reed, and this is EIB Export News. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I will be highlighting the export compliance trends for 2023 and beyond. The regulation and compliance efforts I will discuss today were topics of concern and focus in 2023 and will continue to be the focus moving into 2024. So let's get into it. Some of these 2023 trends I will be highlighting were presented at the Mass Export Annual Export Expo with keynote speaker Kevin Wolf, who is the former Assistant Secretary of Commerce for the Export Administration. Some of the compliance efforts in 2023 included anti-espionage efforts for China, removed licensing requirements for Chemical Biological Weapons Convention, Australia Group, and Crime Control Items, removed exceptions for missile technology, Mostly, we saw reduced controls for our allies. Australia, UK, and Canada also formed a new alliance AUKUS, A-U-K-U-S. There's a new STA restriction for supersonic aerospace engines. There was also some multilateral regime housekeeping for nukes and missile technology, although the changes were not dramatic. There have been changes to Nicaragua, mostly because of human rights issues, similar to the human rights issues at companies found in China, Burma, and Russia. Things such as mass surveillance, privacy violations, among others. Things like that are what can lead to being put on the entity list. Overall, we saw that there were many changes to the EAR, while ITAR has remained static, with some grammatical-type changes in an effort to make things more clear. Some of the bigger issues over 2023 were the biotech company in China using genetic data for monitoring, There was also a UAV produced in Iran to support military industrial base in Russia. People's Republic of China entities supporting People's Republic of China military in China through things and efforts such as the high altitude balloons, supercomputers, and AI technology. GPUs related to circuits for AI, such as the Byron and Moore Thread Company incident. So those were some of the larger, more well-known issues that they have been dealing with in 2023. Another interesting thing that happened in 2023 was that China Forensic Science has been delisted from the entity list in exchange for a fentanyl export agreement with the U.S. Other export compliance efforts include object code software or key-to-access data objects or source code now triggers licensing needs in more situations. They also recognized Taiwan's implementation on Russian controls, and thus they removed U.S. extraterritorial controls over Taiwan-made items destined to Russia. Brain-computer interface controls were considered. There's a new .z set of controls in ECCN's 3A090 electronics and 4090 computers, controls to the People's Republic of China as well as D5 countries. Production equipment controls on 3B001 for foreign countries are around products rather than end users. The way that other countries outside of the U.S. can have reduced U.S. controls imposed on their items that contain U.S. content are, for example, if Dutch countries mirror our U.S. controls similar to what we have, 
then the US does not need to impose end user controls on that country because there's already a screening trust because they have robust controls. There has been an update to ITAR category 11 for military electronics C5 capacitors in order to reduce ITAR foreign military sales burden and also expedited review and new exceptions coming online for AUKUS. There is now EAR 99 restriction for China for product use in semiconductors or supercomputers and stronger end use controls. China cloud access was already a huge issue in 2023 and before, but now it's a major focus going into 2024. So those were some of the major compliance efforts and trends we saw in 2023 and beyond. One of the major concerns in 2023 and moving forward into 2024 were U.S. exports being diverted to Russia and China. So I would like to highlight at this time some other countries to be concerned of when you're dealing with them, because that's exactly how some of our U.S. content is ending up where it's not supposed to end up. So I'm going to highlight some due diligence efforts and some other countries of concern. Paying attention to the red flags at the sales level continues to be critical to compliance efforts. Russia is using Turkey in particular to procure U.S. components and technology. Russian evasion attempts are being made regularly through other countries. On May 19, 2023, there was guidance released to prevent HTS codes to Russia for the nine highest priorities exports and re-exports, such as UAV and aerospace. There is an alert links page for Russia right at the top of the BIS website, and U.S. items are being found on the battlefield in drones and missiles in places like the Ukraine. There are more transshipment countries of concern than ever before, so we at EIB cannot stress the need enough for end-user statements for every international transaction. Countries of particular concern when it comes to diverted U.S. products ending up where they shouldn't be are countries such as Armenia, China, Brazil, Georgia, India, Israel, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Mexico, Nicaragua, Singapore, South Africa, Serbia, Turkey, the United Arab Emirates, and Uzbekistan continue to be diversion issues. We suggest conducting sanctioned person screening at the time of the order. There's also a list of transshipment hubs found on the BIS website for Russia. In November 2023, there were semiconductor changes for manufacturing equipment listed as significant military equipment. Semiconductor fabrication is no longer included under facilities, but rather leverages the term production, allowing more freedom for BIS to enforce or limit certain semiconductor activities, eliminating the argument that the building is not a clean room or production floor. Research and development facilities and universities with China locations are also being restricted from working on this technology. There are, however, some validated end users in China, such as Samsung or Hynix or China Semiconductor. There's a temporary general license available for some lower level semiconductor components and parts. Under 744.6C revisions, Macau is in the area of concern for semiconductor diversion. If the item is available abroad, however, it can hurt U.S. business if we can't sell the item to a country. Thus, keeping allies aligned with regulations is critical. The excuse that the wafer is a pizza crust 
and we don't really know what kind of toppings they are putting on there afterwards is not really going to fly like it used to. Dot Z paragraphs have been added to ECCN's 3A, 4A, and 5A. Back in October 2022, there were edits made to ECCN 3A090 integrated circuits with 600 gig bidirectional transfer rates. Then in October of 2023, they simplified this further by making integrated circuits parameters easier to comply with integrated circuits based on performance rather than input and output. There was a license exception NAC for some of these items, but it's still going to be reviewed for at least 25 days. Exporters should assess all computers, electronic assemblies, components containing integrated circuits, any of which meets or exceeds the limits in 3A090.B against the requirements of license exception NAC, notwithstanding ECCN 4A090.B currently being reserved. BIS will revise ECCN 4A090.B to clarify this issue. See the EAR under section 740.8 for more information. License exception NAC can be used for category five part two ECCNs. However, country groups in D1, D4, and D5 still have a lot of hoops to jump through. Activity deemed within the US does not apply to these rules. However, research and universities have a general prohibition and does not include EAR 99. So let's have a review of the technologies that China and Russia are attempting to acquire from the United States. We have aircraft parts and equipment, antennas, cameras, GPS systems, internal measurement units, integrated circuits, sonar systems, spectrophometers, test equipment, thrusters, underwater communications, vacuum pumps, wafer fab and equipment, and substrates, as well as oil field equipment. Back in 2022, the White House released an expanded list of critical technologies, and we actually did a previous podcast on that topic if you want to check it out. But critical technologies require careful compliance efforts and scrutiny. Critical technology controls were a huge focus in 2023 and will continue to be a focus in 2024 and beyond. Critical technologies are as follows. Advanced computing, advanced engineering materials, advanced gas turbine engine technologies, advanced manufacturing, advanced and networked sensing and signature management, advanced nuclear energy technologies, artificial intelligence, autonomous systems and robotics, biotechnologies, communication and networking technologies, directed energy technologies, financial technologies, human-machine interfaces, hypersonics, networked sensors and sensing, quantum information technologies, renewable energy generation and storage, semiconductors and microelectronics, space technologies and systems. Now I'd like to talk about trade controls, fast-paced changes, and increased risk. The supply chain risks, liabilities, and unexpected costs Some examples would be high tariffs on Chinese imports and goods from Xinjiang region are prohibited unless the importer can rebute the presumption items were made with forced labor. Likely, we will see additional supply chain security measures in the future. Recent additions to the entity list and OFAC sanctions related to the war in Ukraine, 
we saw expanded licensing requirements and trade controls for exports to Russia and Belarus with a policy of denial. Revocation of Hong Kong's special status. U.S. export controls no longer distinguish between Hong Kong and China, and that's actually been the case since before 2023. Military end-use end-user and U.S. persons supporting a military intelligence end-use end-user. The Department of Commerce is warning about the high risk of transshipment of export-controlled items to Russia. There are prohibitions on transactions involving information and communications technology and services controlled by foreign adversaries. An increased compliance expectation and regulatory enforcement marked an increase for the technical industry. An example would be cryptocurrency. Increased sanctions and export enforcement in 2023 and 2024, along with unprecedented interagency enforcement cooperation, the Department of Justice says sanctions is the new FCPA, or Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. The Center for Security and Emerging Technology, CSET, is another organization that also puts out great content. I recently attended their AI presentation, and I learned a lot. AI technology continues to be a huge concern moving forward into 2024. It's a new space and everyone's trying to get in on it and develop, but we need agencies to regulate and mitigate risks and identify where we are going to need more legislation. We need technical and non-technical agencies to work together to regulate AI. Recently, there was an executive order put out by Biden that mentions AI talent and enabling AI talent but AI talent is not really defined. We're looking at the RMF generative AI standards and benchmarking. Resourcing is covered by the Department of Defense and NIST is pulling in a lot of community resources connecting with larger AI assessment groups, such as the AI Consortium, which has recently been formed. Tools are geared towards generative AI And the Office of Management and Budget Guidance is looking for a final form. So this actually tells a lot about the where the workforce will be going if they are looking for that final form. Someone needs to be responsible for mitigating risks. Another major issue of concern is sexual abuse content for minors being made with AI. The Department of Defense recently issued a plan for acquiring AI and data quality is a priority. There are many provisions around AI governance. There's a real push regulating AI and critical infrastructure and assessing the risk. Currently, they're using the NIST framework for implementation. They're looking at areas such as research and development, energy and healthcare, and how to mitigate the risk in those sectors. Other focuses on AI are things like labeling synthetic content, increasing market competition and promotion, And there is really a need for more policy guidance and implementing policies. We should have binding legislation on infrastructure by 2025 or 2026. And the FTC launched an investigation into cloud computing and AI companies. Goals moving forward should be building national AI workforce and supporting education. Looking at the impact of AI and worker protections against AI should be put in place. And so they should look at reports on the impact of AI in the workforce. Also, increasing federal AI workforce's strong AI educational provisions should hopefully be a goal and focus moving forward. There needs to be a trade-off between regulation and innovation. Corporations like Google, Microsoft, and Amazon, it's very difficult to influence their behavior from a governance perspective.
privacy governance is key and new certifications for AI are coming out every day. They have a nice framework started, but we would really like to see government assist with that because NIST is pretty much inundated right now, and so we really need another agency to handle this. USA is trying to be at the helm of governance, but global cooperation will be critical. Having an agreement on terms and priorities across allies will be beneficial to everyone. The EU is taking steps on AI regulation already. So there are lots of job opportunities that can be found in AI today and moving forward. You can work in AI policy or other areas related to AI and not even know coding. But we do have computer science people to reach out to that do know coding if need be. For example, we at EIB work in export compliance, so we can help AI companies navigate the regulations that apply to them. I myself am no computer scientist, that's for sure. NIST RMF security will be a major focus moving into 2024. So those are all the trends from 2023 and beyond moving into 2024. Uh, but before I go, I do want to offer some helpful links for AI technology. So you can go to AI.gov. It's basically a one-stop shop for job opportunities in AI. There's also an AI tracker that you can get to on the CSET website. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me and for paying attention. I hope you learned as much as I did about last year's review and the trends from 2023 and beyond moving into 2024. Thanks and have a great day. You can reach us on the web at www.eib.com or give us a call at 978-256-0438. We're here to help with a multitude of export compliance needs, training, and support. Thank you and have a great day. My name is Nicolette. I'm from EIB. I was your host. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next month. But until then, remember, export compliance, it's the law. We make it simple.